Welcome to Blood Moon Milk. This episode is all about the new moon in Taurus. The song you hear behind me now is Because the Night, written by Patti Smith and Bruce Springsteen off the album Easter, released in 
the planets moving or rotating or whatever actually physically move anything. I, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we uh, defined what we mean by when we say these things. We're really trying to say reflected. Uh, I totally believe in the the phrase as above so below so i believe that your birth chart your natal chart and what's happening in the skies above us is just a reflection of what's happening to us here on earth and even within us in our spirit and in our soul i think it's um to be used as a tool for growth and just something to help you as Aurora said have mindfulness meditation manifest things and just be able to look at yourself uh, maybe understand certain parts about you, like why are you this way and why do you fit in or not fit in with this group of people or why do you click with some people? Why do you fall in love with them? Why do you act like things? And it doesn't mean that you can't change yourself or that you are a slave to your fate or to your natal chart. It's more of a map. It's more of just a, a basic blueprint, but you get to define how your life will end up and you get to make your own choices. Of course, there's always free will. Um, and there's these are really just tools that um, we can use to help uh, help us to be aware of other people's predicaments and surroundings because we're kind of stuck in our own little personal bubble really frequently. But if you're paying attention to what's going on with the stars um, and the moon kind of being our closest neighboring heavenly body, uh, that can help you to be clued into other people's states of mind without them having to give you the lowdown in person themselves. Um, I mean, well, I'll use Mercury for in retrograde, for mm -hmm. example, because it's just an easy one that comes to mind. But you hear about it a lot, um, especially in astrology articles, and it tends to get a bad rap. We've kind of talked about this before, but it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. But if you're aware that it's going on, you might be a little bit more prepared for when your car doesn't start or if your phone weirdly malfunctions for no reason, seemingly, you can kind of tend to write it off as, oh, it's just Mercury retrograde, or you can be prepared for it and start to ask yourself these questions like, what do I need to reflect on? How can I communicate better? How can I travel more wisely? What do I need to do to have a stronger impact on those I touch on a daily basis. It's the universe gives us little, little hints all the time about when we need to slow down or reflect or change something. It's more, it's going to happen either way, but I think that she gives us little signs in nature because we are a part of nature. We are not outside of it. Oh, totally. I mean, the state, the saying that we are star seeds, <laughs> you know, is I think one of the most beautiful thoughts and uh, where we are made of stardust because it was one of the first things that ever came about in the universe was this explosive combustion of gaseous bodies in the heavens. And then it sort of accumulated in other places around in the universe. And part of that is literally within ourselves. So I don't think it's really too far-fetched to think that the places that we've come from might have an influence on where we're going. Mm -hmm. Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac. If Aries is all about birth and the beginning and who we are, Taurus is all about what we can do with that identity, our bodies, and also our possessions. Taurus is ruled by Venus, so typically uh, most Tauran, Taurus, Taurians, mm -hmm. I know, are some of the most beautiful people. So beautiful. Yeah. And they love beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Taurus values what they have. They're also known for being stubborn, and because they love beautiful things, they can kind of be thought of as materialistic on a bad day, but... On a good day, they really just have an appreciation for their hard work. They're very methodical, stable thinkers. And when they can afford really nice things, it's sort of to give themselves this, almost like this invisible pat on the back that says that they've done it and they can do it. And they're, it's just a way of sort of feathering their nest with a visual representation of their own accomplishments. Yes. They're not shallow. They're... They're into the security, and a healthy Taurus will prefer quality over quantity. Yeah. They're not hoarders. Even if their house 
can tend to look like a museum of beautiful <laughs> objects. Um, I know my dad's a Taurus, um, and his house is filled to the brim with beautiful things. Um, my grandma says that it looks like a museum, but really it's just he has a really refined sense of taste and quality. We know one very special Taurus who has a $10,000 handmade silk rug that he does yoga on every morning. And while that seems extravagant to most of us, that's just kind of what a Taurus does best. And if we could all be so lucky, we could afford such extravagant yoga mats. I know I would like that one day. Uh, quality over quantity is definitely a big Taurus theme. So I have a Taurus friend and she's not, she doesn't have nice things, but she's very much of the type where she likes to feel her body. She goes rock climbing all the time. She's always out hiking. She told me about all the hiking trails that I go on now with my dog that she doesn't go on anymore because she doesn't have him, but she's always wanted to go outside. She has like a hammock. She was the first one in our neighborhood to put up a hammock in our apartment complex. Now everyone does it. And she's really, really into traveling and being outdoors. Like, I don't think this girl can stand to be inside. And that's a very Taurus thing, like the earth and being out in nature like this she wants to get dirty like she doesn't care actually the girl i was out working on the documentary with was a taurus she's an eyebrow specialist um and she uh she works in new york on really top tier clients Mm -hmm. doing their eyebrows and then she lives here and um she goes up there to work once a month or so and then comes back and Place housewife. The positive aspects of Taurus. They can be really stable, methodical, and generous. They are some of the most generous people to a fault. Yes, so much. I used to have a boyfriend, and he, like, came... Like, he didn't have a lot of money, but he went and got all of my favorite snacks at Kroger and brought them to me while I was at work. It was so fucking cute. Just, like, a pile of, like, little candies and, like, my favorite Cliff Bars and little chocolate milks. Like, they're the little silk little snack packs and I was like what the fuck no one's ever done this for me it was so cute and like he didn't have shit money like he worked at a restaurant so it was super cute that was really sweet um my Venus is in Scorpio and so I've only had one boyfriend whose Venus was in Taurus and it was like the most intense heartbreaking relationship I've ever been in but he was also the one who like just like he would he made the best gifts because mm-hmm. he, he made them uh-huh. and like I couldn't ever predict or I would never have picked these things out for myself but when he did it it was like the perfect most thoughtful sweetest thing mm-hmm. and yeah I miss that shit yeah <laughs> um, I feel like people really can't get tired of hearing about the good qualities of their signs mm-hmm. um, so along with being generous um, they can be super affectionate they can be really patient as well loyal calm and usually deeply connected to nature um, and they love their comforts and this goes all back to like being sensual and that means all the senses they love mm-hmm. good smelling things they love good t- feeling things they love things that like high quality thread count sheets <laughs> it's a big one um nice purses i had a tourist girl who like was always dressed to the fucking nines in my english classes and she always had like a different purse every day and it was super cute and it always matched her outfit <laughs> oh my god some people they really got it together. <laughs> yeah, some people just have it together. I am not that person. I have a stained tote bag that has full of coffee and food crumbs in it, so... You know, for every positive, there's got to be a negative because you got to be able to learn from the negative so you can be even more positive. Um, or, you know, just be evenly balanced, either one. Just or just be aware of your flaws or weaknesses and kind of try and grow from them or at least control them. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable thing. Um, So the negative side, they can be self-indulgent. But come on, self-indulgent can be a little fun sometimes, too. Um, But they can be really stubborn. I know that's for sure Mm -hmm. um, from personal experience. They can also be possessive and persistent. Persistent isn't always a bad thing, but, you know, it 
in certain doses, it can definitely be detrimental. Um, they are really slow to forgive, mm-hmm. um, or they can be slow to forgive. And that counts if you, I have a, to- Mar- my Mars is in Taurus, so uh, that goes for me hardcore. So if somebody picks a fight with you, and you feel like you'd been done wrong, you were going to be real stubborn and slow to forgive them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, but you really got to, like, fuck up to, like, I don't get mad a lot. Like, I'm very, very slow. I'm very understanding and forgiving. But once you cross the line, then you're fucking dead to me. And I will let you know in a very vicious manner. Yeah. Oh, what's that Flannery O'Connor story where she, where the bull comes and skewers the the hypocritical woman and the stuff? Yeah. Anyway, so there's... In, I'm not sure what that one is. It's really fucked up. She has like a weird. She it's, she writes Southern Gothic. Don't I'm familiar it. with who Flannery yeah. O'Connor is. Well, that was for the people. Oh. <laughs> the people. I just not haven't you. heard of that story. I can't. I want to say it's just called the fucking like called the bull. Mm. And anyway, this bull gouges out this woman's like just stabs him right through the heart. It's like a metaphor for Christ or some shit. But anyway, that's pretty much how I do with people. Like. I'm going to stab him through the heart. Yep. Never look back. Yup. Awesome. Let's take a music break. Um, yes. So since I feel like this is the perfect song, <laughs> um, it's Material Girl by Madonna. And forgive us. We know you're not materialistic, but we just couldn't resist. Also, we like the security that uh, material things can sometimes bring us. As long as you have a healthy relationship with your money and your stuff and with a man who can provide you stuff, fuck it. Do what you do, you boo-boo. I don't like the part about the man who can provide you stuff. Look, that's what it talks about in the song. It's, oh. It says to find a man with cash. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. I was just like, wait, I'm not trying to get girls out there to go find themselves a sugar daddy. I just mean, you know... It's cool to like stuff if you like stuff. That's true, and I agree with that. And I also don't want a sugar daddy, but it's dope.
make good investors, bankers, and accountants. They are deeply practical, just like Madonna is in that song. (laughs) She is really practical about how she's getting that money. (laughs) Do what you do. Yeah, you do you, boo. Madonna. All (laughs) respects paid. Um, They are deeply, deeply practical. Have you ever wondered why there's a statue of the bull on Wall Street? I didn't know there was one, actually. What? Have what? you ever seen the nope. statue of the girl? Like It's like called the Brave Girl, and it's like, or the Fearless Girl. Oh, and I've it's seen like, it in movies. Yeah, so like there's a statue of this little girl. Actually, I think it's getting moved, but it was right in front of the bull on Wall Street. And the bull is synonymous with rising markets. Mm. There's two things in investing. There's a bear market, which is everything going down and going to shit. Oh. But then there's the bull market, which is everything is on a run and everything is <laughs> doing really well. And the mythology behind this is because of the way bulls attack their opponents. Um, a bull thrusts its horns up in the air, while a bear, which is the symbol for a downward market, swipes his paws downward. Interesting. Oh, okay, yeah, because that makes, yeah, the whole thing about, like, the, the Flannery O'Connor story, like, the bull comes and, like, plows her and, like, shoves his horn through her heart and, like, lifts her up, mm. like, because it's supposed to be, like, a crucifixion symbology thing. So, if you think about the new moon as a, a time for planting the seeds, and when you empty this space, so for me, personally, I'm working on um, value, and, and I'm really drawing on this Taurus energy by... Not buying crap, basically. I've been going to Ross and getting so many pairs of yoga pants and clothes or whatever, and then they fall apart and start getting ripped and dirty and messed up within a few months. And then I finally got a pair of like nice quality yoga pants and a nice yoga mat, and I spent about $200 on them, but they're amazing, and they're going to last forever because like I have people with the same brands, and they're also having them last forever. So I'm trying to bring space into my life and literally my drawers and closets to get rid of all the crap. I'm just throwing it out instead of hoarding it because I don't need as many clothes as I have. And they're all poor quality clothes. They're clothes that people have given me. They're full of holes and I'll buy them or keep them because I'm like, oh, I can sew that up. Oh, I can patch that up because I just have this crazy hoarder mentality and I don't need it. And it's never going to let me have anything nice if I keep holding on to garbage. That's true. I think uh, new moon energy aside i think the new moon's great to get rid of stuff um and to plant seeds for new things so you're sounds like you're doing that already really intentionally but um energetically speaking in general if mm-hmm. you don't make space in your life for new things to grow nothing fucking grows yep you just have the same fucking field of rocks that you had <laughs> before you still have a field but it's just full of rocks right instead of growing whatever kind of beautiful plants that might bring you joy later on in life, whether that's flowers to mm-hmm. decorate your house with or like yummy vegetables and fruit that you <laughs> want to eat later on, you know, or make wine with whatever mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, we all have this sort of energetic field. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're not really tending to it in a thoughtful way, it's just going to end up full of crap mm-hmm. and people will drive by and throw their energetic crap in your yeah. field. <laughs> and like, you just can't have that. And it's, a, it's hard work. And yeah. sometimes like, this is uh, the Sagittarius in me for <laughs> sure saying, like, I cannot put up with people who are throwing crap in my field. <laughs> like, I, I can't. Like, people, I've been called, like, cold, cold-hearted, <laughs> dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, if you know me and really know me, like, you know that's the furthest thing from the mm-hmm. truth. But when it comes to valuing me as a person if you show me in any kind of way that you don't value me or you don't want me around 
that's not a problem because I won't be around. <laughs> and then people will be like, oh, well, where's Aurora? And like, I don't even need to have a discussion with you because you're not that important to me if I've just left. See, I need to harness some of that. I let people walk all over me. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is a bit of a balance. <laughs> me as a Sagittarius, you can be really like, well, if you're going to play those fucking games, goodbye. A Taurus can be similar. Mm-hmm. They can be really stubborn about something. If they have their mindset that you have done them wrong in any way, and it's almost like... I think it's the opposite side to Scorpio. So this is kind of how they link up is Scorpio can be really stubborn. Taurus can also be really stubborn as well, which is a fixed sign thing. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it's the first fixed sign of the Zodiac. So it's extra stubborn. (laughs) Um, Really digs its hoofs in. (laughs) Yeah. And so since this is the Taurus new moon, this is a great time to, again, plant those mindful seeds about anything that has to do with your body or your personal materialistic possessions and wealth. It is a great sign for manifesting your wealth. Um, If you need to think about how you're going to rejig your financials for the coming year, it's a great time to do it. If you need to... Figure out a way that you want to manifest paying off your credit card debt. This is the perfect new moon to put that out there as a goal. Mm -hmm. And when I say a goal, I mean, really, really mean as an intention. Mm -hmm. Because an intention is more than a goal. A goal is something that happens in the future. But an intention is something that you have the purpose to do. You decide on it. You have a will to accomplish this. As soon as humanly possible. It is happening. It's yeah. not just a dream or a, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Like, you're just like, all right, I'm in it. You yeah. have aligned yourself yep. to already having the thing that you want. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's just all about setting that intention. And that goes for any intention, not just one to have to do with wealth. Again, this is the Taurus new moon, so it might be really good to set an intention to say, I want to lose that final 10 pounds <laughs> because it's all about getting outside and being active and feeling the earth mm-hmm. and also being sensual. It's a very romantic sign, actually. Getting in touch with your feminine side, a lot of self-love. Like if you have a shit skincare routine, mm. uh, time to go and uh, hit that up. And that's, I'm speaking to myself here, so no one feel attacked. I'm attacking myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking for a dermatologist as well. So if anybody has one in the Atlanta area, hit us up. Ugh, we'll talk about that later. This isn't a skincare podcast. But um, it's Taurus, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So it's time for a lesson in advanced crystal studies. The crystals, I think, would be really beneficial for use during this new moon in Taurus would be emeralds, lapis lazuli, rose quartz, tiger's eye, topaz, jade, malachite, and kyanite. And you don't have to have all of these. Uh, Certainly... Having lots of emeralds laying around isn't (laughs) something everybody has. Um, I don't have them, (laughs) but uh, maybe one day, maybe I'll have a Taurus lover who showers me with emeralds. I wouldn't say no. (laughs) Um, But so because Taurus is an earth sign and they're very sensual, emerald is, it was thought of as the rarest of uh, rare gemstones. For a long, long time. They're really delicate compared to diamonds, um, and, and they're rarer than sapphires. Hmm. Um, so they're, they're, they're actually better than diamonds, in my opinion. <laughs> so emeralds are all about the heart chakra, which, again, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So Venus, love, heart chakra. It all makes sense. Um, and the heart chakra's color is green. Um, so anytime you see a a crystal or a stone that is represented in the color of green, it's going to most easily align with that heart chakra energy. Um, But emerald is particularly good because it has these really powerful effects to open that heart chakra and alleviates heaviness in the emotional field. Um, This is according to Naisha Ashian from the book of stones. (laughs) (laughs) The book? Uh, 
Emerald stimulates the physical heart and it clears the body of patterns of victimization and patterns of rejection of personal power. So this is something that I've seen a lot of people have trouble with over the years. And uh, I wish I had emeralds to give all of them to help them out. But maybe one day I will. Maybe like if I run across somebody and I see they're having trouble, I can say, have an emerald. Feel better. Rub it on your heart chakra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when you feel good, when you don't feel so so much like a victim, pass it on. One day. The next crystal on my list was lapis lazuli. So lapis lazuli is aligned with the third eye and the throat chakra. The throat chakra is actually ruled by Taurus, so that's another reason why lapis lazuli is a great stone to use in your mindful meditation techniques during this new moon. It's known for activating the higher mind and psychic abilities. Lapis lazuli has been known to be used to connecting with the gods and invoking divine inspiration. And actually, Taurus, when they're inspired, is one of the most creative signs. When they have inspiration and they have everything they need, they can just go off and be creative and be creative and be creative. And it's pretty magical what they can create when they do that. But getting there can be, they can get stuck in the mud a lot. Like, I mean, all creatives can. It's, it's just a fact of life, unfortunately. I like my Taurus friend, the one who goes rock climbing and hiking all the time. She actually is a counselor, and she works with children, and she makes her own coloring books, like those ones that you see in... Like, she like they're crazy detailed, and they have, like, the pretty quotes and the lettering, and it's all, like, happy, uplifting stuff, and she makes it for her clients, and it's they're really, really good, actually. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. She needs to make a book. I know a Taurus who can just write down and sit... He can do past life regressions on himself and then uh he'll write a book about it like it's fiction but it's like based in his own past life regression experiences That's dumb. so they're like scarily accurate and well informed without him really having to do that much other than sit there and write it so so i know what i need to do to make my english degree count yeah, that's one thing. Go into a trance so I don't have to do the research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Um, or just wear some lapis lazuli while you meditate. Um, so what else do we have? We've got rose quartz. Rose quartz is the quintessential stone of love. It's not diamonds, folks. Diamonds are a lie. I mean, they're real and they exist, And but the fact that diamonds are forever is a lie that corporations, mainly De Beers, have paid uh, the advertising councils lots of lots of money to sell to you as a lie. If you really love somebody, give them rose quartz, because it's really special and it's really sweet, and it actually has that energy of being soft and loving, and it's all about the heart chakra. So tiger eye is a stone of vitality, practicality, and physical actions, which are all Taurian themes. Tiger eye energizes the body to accomplish whatever the will needs the body to do. It's a stone of mental clarity, which helps with manifesting all of those uh, day-to-day sort of methodical things that a Taurus sort of needs to accomplish to be financially stable and to be surrounded by things of beauty, which they so love. Our next song is More Than Words by Extreme off of their album, Pornography 2. It's one of my favorite songs. It's great. You should all know it if you don't. And it relates to Taurus um, because it talks about how there's more to showing that you love someone than just saying, I love you. Like he talks about if you didn't have those words, if they didn't exist, how would you show someone that you love them? And it's about actions rather than words. And I think that's very indicative of Taurus, their need for romance, for love, and for fidelity, and being um, doers rather than just sayers. Fidelity. (laughs) I love that word.
to this project and we need the resources to be able to do so and unfortunately in this plane of existence money is the way that that happens so we're considering starting a patreon page um get in touch with us on social media at blood moon milk on instagram if you think that's a good idea if you might support us and we can talk about it there we'd like to you know give you stuff like really awesome tarot readings and birth chart analysis and we want to give people fucking sticker packs like really cool stickers but it's really expensive yeah it's really expensive to make stuff and so far we've been making this out of our own pocket so if you think this is valuable and you want to see it keep going uh sign up for our workshops get in touch let us know you like us write us a review on itunes and um whatever other platform you listen to us on whether that's soundcloud or stitcher so whichever podcast platform you like write us a a review share it with your friends because that's how we grow and we would love for this to become our future careers um so just give us some love because right now we're in this lonely podcasting <laughs> forge of our own making, it's, quite literally. <laughs> we put a blanket over, like, a door. And a chair and my computer and shoved it into a picture frame. It's really weird. It's so hot, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, But we really do hope the sound quality for this episode is better and better um, than the last couple of episodes. This is only our third episode. Can you believe it? I know. I know. And we are already talking about starting a church. I want to teach people the gospel of the goddess and just get rid of all the patriarchal paradigms and archetypes that have always been around. Like, we really want to change the world. We want to wake 
people up. Like we're so serious about this on a spiritual level and we're going to get deeper and deeper, more in depth in astrology and the signs and spirituality as this podcast goes on. So hang out. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that so many people are getting into astrology and witchcraft and aligning themselves with the moon. That's something that's always been native to us because if you think about it, the Gregorian calendar doesn't even make sense when you think about the year starting. I always have a hard time confusing the years, like the zodiac year versus I'm like, oh, the end of the year. Like, like we yeah. cut it out last time, but there was a part where I very confidently said that Scorpio was the last uh, water sign of the zodiac, but I, or of the year, but I meant of the calendar, the calendar year. year, thinking yeah. that it ended with Capricorn, which is in uh, December. Um, and so it's just completely unnatural that we don't start our lives in April when Aries comes, when spring is coming, when new life is coming. And we even do our taxes that way. So like uh, at some point... We made sense in our lives. And even in biblical times, they the taxes were done in April because, you know, all that weird... I don't know. There's a bunch they of weird stuff. still do taxes in April. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's a very old thing. Before the Gregorian calendar, we were following the season. So why the fuck don't we do it now? I believe in patriarchy. <laughs> so that's um, what this podcast is about. That's what all of this is about. We are getting enlightened. We are woken. Stay woke. <laughs> we're aligning with the moon, y'all. <laughs> Uranus is moving into Taurus, which is going to be a big deal because the last time Uranus was in Taurus, what happened? It was World War II, folks. Yeah, maybe we could say that a little less cheerfully. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, I think with everything that's kind of going on right now, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, we're already in a war, but if we saw another war break out in the next uh, before Uranus enters Gemini. Yeah, which is um, going to be like seven, seven years, I think. It's quite a few years away. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, pretty sure it's seven because I remember like freaking out and being like, oh shit, it's Revelations. They were right, it is seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but I like to think of that swooping motion mm-hmm. of, okay, this could be a really volatile time but it's also a time to be mindful about those new beginnings. And if you think about that forceful swoop of a bull's horns that can lift you from the earth into the heavens, ride that shit, baby, because you're going to be rolling in those high thread count covers that <laughs> Tauruses love so much before you know it. Right into Gemini. like So it's like, you know, rising from... You come out of the fire, you're birthed from the fire, then you, like, get shot up into the air and mm-hmm. then plunge back into water. And then, yeah. And so you got to go in the water to cool your ass off. That's true. Um, so those are my predictions for Uranus and Taurus. I'm sure we'll cover that more in depth sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So some sort of upheaval, but I'm hoping it's positive because Uranus is always about... Rebellion and social change and... Yeah, and it's about damn time for some fucking social change. Oh my god. I'm I'm ready. I know it might not be comfortable or fun, but I'm ready. This is... Yeah, we're we're done. We're over it. Over it! That's part of what this whole project is about. It's helping to connect like minds and help to usher in that, that change that's a benefit for the masses and not just for the few. Okay, it's time for our intuitive nutrition segment. Woo! I know we change the title every week, but you know, it's... It's a work in progress, guys. I think I'm settling on this one, intuitive nutrition. That's what I have on my website now, so... Yeah. Which is notyourbasicwitch.com. Thank you. (laughs) And also, everything podcast related for this podcast, you can find at bloodmoonmilk.com. It'll be in our show notes, so it'll be like, we'll have the episode, and then we'll have everything we talk about, any corrections, any any corrections, all of the the books, you know, links, you know, sources, like a good researcher is supposed to do. 
Yeah, we're trying, you guys. We are by no means any real authority on this stuff, but we are people who are enthusiastic and do a lot of research on our own and like to share it because sharing it is what solidifies the learnings. And um, we also like music. Mm -hmm. And we just sit around talking about all this stuff. So we're like, why don't we record our freaking conversations? Yeah. Hell yeah. There's a lot that goes on off mic that's hilarious. And that's why workshops are going to be so much fun. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about what we're doing at the Sagittarius Full Moon Workshop. Yes. Basically, we'll invite people in who have signed up, ask them to be staged so we can consecrate the space, and then we'll ask them and assist them to introduce themselves while finding which house the moon is in for themselves. And then we can give them a little information about that to help them on their mindful manifestation and meditation rituals. We'll set up a moon circle and there'll be snacks and you can meet other like-minded folks and meet me and Ariana. And uh, it'll be a really good time. We're really looking forward to doing that at uh, ATL Craft on the 29th of May. Which is, you haven't been to that store, you totally should because it's rocking. Yeah, support your local witch. Mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, so intuitive nutrition. I'm going to talk about vitamin B, which you're like, oh my God, that's just a vitamin. But like, seriously, you need to know this stuff. It's so important. I learned a lot today. Um, So it's super vital for controlling your mood and your appetite, which is very, very Taurian. They can get very, very moody as earth signs are wont to do. Very cold. Um, It literally helps you form memories. It's brain food. It helps you think. Uh... And in mm. that, it helps... Taurus can be really nostalgic, too. Yeah. So I feel like brain food is really apt. Mm-hmm. Memories. Like, that was a thing that I read, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And it helps to reduce anxiety by balancing your moods, and so it can help you feel energized and happy. That's why when you take, like, the five-hour energy, their new thing or newer thing is they're all about the B vitamins, and that's why energy drinks have a shit ton of B vitamins, especially B12, because it's about energy. Which, by the way, if you're vegan, make sure you take a supplement for that. I'm sure you know this, but I'm just throwing that out there. Take B12. Actually, if you're not even vegan, because I think just Americans in general have, like, a crazy, like, B vitamin deficiency. It's really weird. Yeah, I take B12 when I remember to take my vitamins. Yeah, I need to. I, I do that nutritional yeast flakes. They're so good. I haven't ever had them. <gasps> they taste them. like cheese. It's I've the, heard that. Yeah. I haven't had them, though. It's sort of like cheesy popcorn. Yum. All right. Okay, so it also aids in carb digestion, which is perfect for when you want to go on a sweets binge, as Torians have a reputation for being big eaters. Yes. So you might actually... Oh, my God. My dad's house is full of food every oh time. God, I Before food. I go up there he's like what do you want to eat and i'm like i don't know food and he's like well i've got this and i've got this and i've got this and i'm like that all sounds great and it's a lot of snacks it's a lot of snacks but it's all like really good like he does not skimp out on like anything really but (laughs) like well some things maybe but like the food department is good Back to vitamin B. Yes. So when you want to go on a sweet, sweets binge, you might be needing some vitamin B. A lot of times when you're craving something, it's because you're deficient in something. You're really needing some actual nutrition, not a little Debbie. I'm speaking to myself again, not calling you out. Okay. So it also helps with the formation and maintenance of red blood cells as well as um, helping form memory. So it's really vitally important to your whole body and immune system. Um, spiritually, it helps us hear the voice of intuition very clearly. Um, it will dissolve the voice of fear that you have in your head. And that's what keeps you from limiting and self-depreciating thoughts um, is that that fear voice. And if you can get rid of your anxiety or like help soothe it with B vitamins, which help uh, give you a sense of calmness and make you not hungry and give you good energy that's not like weird cracked out coffee energy, then you're able to like have a sense of peace. Um, and that relates to Taurus by being by needing that sense of peacefulness and that sense of groundedness and taking care of yourself inside and out. Also, Taurus likes their food. So it helps to control the appetite. So if you like food a lot, especially carbs, have yourself a B vitamin. Mm-hmm. And that way, when you're hungry, when you feel hungry, you know you're really hungry and you're not just trying to satiate some minor craving that might not actually be in your best interest in the long run. Sound good? Sound good? 
Deal. Let's make a deal. Be healthy, y'all. Nom nom. Eat your vitamins. All right. <laughs> so, wrapping up, let's talk about some of these self-reflection themes for Taurus during the new moon. We know it's a new moon. We know this is the time to plant those seeds. So, in order to do so, let's think about some themes in our inner lives. Is there anything I'm being aggressively materialistic about? Um, is there anything that I'm just grasping onto for some reason because it gives me some sort of perceived sense of security when in actuality it's just a thing that I'm clutching onto very tightly because I paid for it. I bought it with money and it was really expensive. Is this object really serving that higher purpose? Or is it just serving as uh, a placeholder to fill or to fill a hole? Fill yeah, a void? yeah, exactly. Are my relationships taking a backseat to my things? Mm. I feel like this has been a theme with some of the Tauruses I know. Not calling anybody out in, in, on an individual basis. Um, nobody in particular, but I can recall a few moments where I was like, wow, this really seems like a Taurus theme run amok on the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I demonstrate my affection for those I care about in a way that is meaningful to them? If you do find that you think that maybe your relationships are taking a backseat to your things, maybe think about how you can demonstrate your affection to those you care about in a way that's meaningful to them. Because I bet the people that you love would be over the moon and thrilled to experience your affection. Tauruses have such generous gifts for showing affection and gratitude. Let that be a theme this month. Also, am I being overly stubborn about anything? <laughs> Is, has some sort of something stuck in your craw that you feel like you are really uh, overreacting to or just a sticking point for some reason? How can you remedy this for the best of everybody? How can I put my methodical approach to research to the benefit of others? Maybe for us, that's this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) How can I be more creative, especially with my hands? Tauruses are really great at using their hands. They're very um, tuned in to their body. They need to feel things to make it... Uh, be real for them. I, I listened to a podcast where a woman said she couldn't get a lesson from one of her teachers until she moved her body with it. So she made like a yoga movements that were in line with learning astrology, like stuff like that, like get creative and get physical. That's awesome. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Also, are there any creative projects that I'm inspired to work on? This is a big one. Tauruses are super, super creative. Is my house too cluttered? Is there anything I can let go? of. And this really does mean emotional or physical objects. Think about that field we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. that field full of rocks. Can you let some of those big rocks that might be boulders being blockages in your life go to make room for new life? If I could make money doing what I love, what I really, really love, what would it be? I feel like that's really probably the most Taurus, Mm -hmm. Taurian theme. Out of all of them. Money and love. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like, how do you align these things? And that's that's the key for happiness right there. So figure that out and you're going to just make the world a better place. Think about, could you turn your hobby into a day job like this podcast that we're doing? This would be so dope if we could do this 24-7, just be hardcore professional, light worker, witchy people to save the world instead of... I mean, I love my job. It's actually pretty witchy and spiritual, but, you know, in general, do what lights you up, as Aurora says. Yeah. I mean, I feel like uh, I'm still on my path. I'm still on my journey. I like what I do, mm-hmm. and I would like to be doing it for more spiritually aligned purposes in the the near, not-so-far-away future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am really grateful for all the jobs I've had because they've brought me here, and I feel like here is a really great place to be right now. Another great question to ask yourself is, do I take too much responsibility? What can I take off my plate? And maybe give that opportunity to somebody else who might really be looking for a, a, a way in somehow. Or just stop saying yes to shit that's going to weigh you down. Yep, that's a good one. You know, I just had to 
Um, I just had a client or a potential client reach out to me not long ago. My gut just said, this isn't the project for you or for them. And I told them right then and there. I, you know, I was honest about it. I said, you know, I really like you and I want the best for you. So I'm going to be honest. And I don't know that I'm going to be the right designer for this for you. And, um, and they, they kind of seemed hurt at first. And I was like, you know, and this doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll be happy to refer you to other people who might be better suited to what you want. And so that's what I'm doing. And as soon as I let that go, mm-hmm. <laughs> I walked back into my office and there was an email from another client that's probably <laughs> going to be better suited for me. Yep. So seriously, it does work. You just have to kind of trust that gut. That voice that's telling me to, to let it go was there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And holding on to it, that would be the shitty of me to do. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to let it go. And that's sort of like in line with selfishness. Like it could seem like it's not selfish because you're like, oh, look how self-sacrificial I am. I'm taking every job. I'm doing all the things. But it becomes selfish because eventually you don't have enough to go around. Yeah. And then you, you end up being overworked or you overtired and you're not really giving your best to the people mm-hmm. who probably deserve it the most. And that is selfish. Yep. Have you spent enough time outdoors? Open a window, keep a little herb garden on your windowsill or a little succulent. Aurora and I live in the city, so it's we can't really garden. We live in apartments. There's not really room for that, but we both have a lot of plants and do what we can to keep nature close. I have a lot of little plants that are struggling real hard. I mean, um, same. <laughs> but uh, I did buy a new one, new plant. Is that of, the one outside? On yeah. There? I love that one. I saw it. It was all of $14, and I really hope I don't kill it. Oh, wow. That's pretty cheap for that one. I can't. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I probably will murder that one too. Uh, I'm the I'm the opposite of a green thumb. It's a black thumb, Me too. and I, I murder every plant I've ever had. I'm really sorry, plants, but I, know, I, I try so hard. I love you, but I just kill you. I'm a helicopter mom with my plants, so they all die. There's this thing called plant time that my friend told me about. I tried using that, but you can only have three plants at a time unless you pay, and I'm just like, no. I mean, like it's just a mental oh. thought process of plant time. They slow. Yeah. 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 I'm getting better at it. I haven't fully killed anyone yet. Oh, well, I've killed $100 worth of plants last year. So, in wrapping up, I think that one of the things we haven't talked about as much as maybe the love aspect or the sensuality aspect or the materialistic aspect of Taurus (laughs) is maybe the creative aspect. And they are divinely creative, which I think speaks to the fact that once they have all their material possessions, they become dissatisfied mm-hmm. with things mm-hmm. and they need to create something they can't just go out and buy because it's boring. And they're really inspired by something intangible. So they have to go out and create it. And also because they are ruled by Venus, who's the goddess and a part of being a goddess is creativity and cre- creating. So there's, there's the a divine lot of, feminine is all yes, about creating. That is it. Like that is your gem. Like that's going to like, that's what's going to light you up, man. Come on, Taurus, do your thing. Light up, be creative, embrace your inner goddess, the feminine. Yeah. So this song is called Creative Control by Hot Snakes off the album Audit in Progress. Like Taurus and like this song, it's a new moon. You have creative control over your life. Go out there, set those intentions, light that fire and see where you are in six months from now. We want to hear from you. All right. Thanks for listening to Blood Moon Milk. Have a great one. Take care. (laughs) 